Would you pray with me? Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. And we pray that you will so flood our lives that we will again be overwhelmed by your presence. Lord, we know that those of us who belong to Jesus Christ have the Holy Spirit residing within us, but may we have the courage to ask the question today, does the Holy Spirit have us? God, we thank you for the courage that you give us to live faithfully for you. And Lord, we thank you for the ways these young people are reminding us that the most important thing in life is a relationship with you. God, we not only remember that first Pentecost today that occurred there in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, but we in this place this morning seek a new Pentecost as we open our lives to your Spirit. In the powerful name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Friends, I just want to offer an extended benediction to those of you that are graduating as you prepare uh, to leave this sanctuary to go into the next season of your life. So I really want to just talk to you for just a few moments. Uh, those of you that are not graduates, you are welcome to listen. Uh, if you're in need of a short nap, I'm always Please to accommodate. But I really want to say some things to you graduates. Uh, I want to start off by saying thank you for being who you are. Thank you for being here today. Your presence in this place is a witness to the power and the presence of Jesus Christ in your life. And uh, we're so grateful that you're here. One of the things that we Christians know from our past, we have a 2,000 year past now, is that Whenever revival comes to the body of Christ, revival almost always throughout our history has been preceded by a growing devotion to prayer and almost always has been preceded by a move of the Spirit of God among the young people in our society. I think one of the reasons that usually happens in history is it takes people like you to remind us older folks about some of the nonsense that we focus on in life. But you remind us of what is important, what is significant in life. So thank you for that. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the ways that you're allowing God to use you today to reach all the rest of us, and those watching by live stream. Uh, we are committed to changing the world around us for the sake and through the cause of Jesus Christ, and you certainly have been helping us to do that, and you're helping us to do that today. So on behalf of the adults here in the room, I want to say thank you. On behalf of the adults here in the room, I also want to ask for your forgiveness because we haven't been a perfect people. There is no such thing as perfect parents, but we, we ask for your forgiveness because there have been times when we haven't paid attention to the most important things in life. There have been times when we've lived as if 
there's something out there more important than a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and any time we gave you that impression, uh, we're sorry, and we ask for your forgiveness, and we want to open our lives further to your work in our lives as you help teach us about the importance of Jesus Christ and as you help teach us what it means to be a Christ follower in this world. You know, I suspect that in your world, in your environment, in the schools, it may even be harder to be a Christ follower. I just hang out with church folks most of the time, so it's kind of easy for me. But you and all the rest of you here in this place, you're in a world where you get to interact with a world that is increasingly becoming antagonistic to the Christian faith. And I, I know, I know by your presence here today, I know by uh, your early morning Bible studies, your Thursday evening worship, I know by the things like that that you've been doing, you have been bearing witness to Jesus Christ. And I'm sure that some of your friends either don't understand what you're doing, why you're doing it, or they don't have the courage to do it. So thank you. And help us do better. Help us be better. We need you to be the examples of faithful discipleship, particularly because we fail so often in being faithful disciples of Jesus Christ. Help us. We'll keep trying to help you. And I want you to know that it's been a tremendous gift and privilege here for this congregation to come alongside of you and to be part of your life. Don't forget about us, and we won't forget about you. Our lives now are interwoven, and they'll always be interwoven. You know, I was thinking back, um, and I can remember back to my high school graduation. I was thinking back to my high school graduation, and, and I was just trying to remember some of the things I wish someone had told me emphatically at the point of my high school graduation. So as a, as a charge, as a blessing to send you forth into the world, I do just want to remind you of three things. And, and I do really mean remind you because I, I, I know that you know this. Some of these other people may not, but you know these things. The first one is that the path, the path to happiness, and that's a good word. There's nothing wrong with the word happiness. God wants us to be happy. But God wants to define happiness for us. That's where the issue becomes apparent at times. We define happiness one way. God defines happiness another way. God really wants us to be happy in life. God wants us to flourish and thrive as human beings in life. But because true happiness comes from a relationship with God, we know, and you've reminded us, Dave, that true happiness comes from what we in the Christian community call holiness, and that's just a fancy theological word that simply means true happiness comes from being the, being the person that God has created you to be. And as we live as the people that God has created us to be, that's how we find happiness. Please help some of us older folks remember that. Sometimes we get so busy in life that we forget what happiness is all about, and we certainly forget how to find happiness. And I think you also know, but maybe some of these adults here in the room need to be reminded that 
life is wonderful, but as you've learned in a peculiar way in the last 15, 16 months, life can be tough also. We know that. Jesus told us it was going to be this way. Jesus said, in the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. Jesus told us that, and I think you know that. You, you have had a senior year unlike any senior year that any of us can remember, and you've made it through it. You have prevailed. You have, in many ways, flourished, and you're ready. You've done that. You're ready now to step up and to step into the new season of life. So continue to remember, help us to remember that the path, and we're still working on our paths, that the path to happiness is the path of holiness, the path of faithful discipleship, the, faith, the path of a faithful, committed relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, the world does become tough in a lot of ways. The world is not fair. You probably already experienced that. This, this wasn't the senior year that, that you wanted or deserved because of the pandemic. So you've learned maybe more so than many other graduating classes that life is tough, life is not fair. Sin, flesh, and the devil is at work in the world. We are sinful creatures in need of God's grace and redemption in a world filled with sinful creatures. And we spend a lot of time hurting each other in life. Most of the hurt that we experience in life comes because of our actions here and because our bodies are not perfect. Our bodies are frail and they will fail also. Life is, is tough. Life is wonderful, but life is tough. I know that you'll remember that. I know that you will continue to pursue the happiness as God defines happiness. And I've heard from those of you that have spoken this morning and from overhearing you in other places that you have come to learn. You've come to learn, and um, I'm grateful to Stephen for this too, You've come to learn that we need each other. We need Christian community. You've said that in different ways this morning. You've discovered that during the pandemic. You, you have found the benefit of that as you've hung out with each other here. We need each other. Some of these adults here do not know that, by the way, so help us learn that. We need each other. We need the body of Christ. We need the church. We need each other in order to survive and certainly to thrive we need each other we need the relationships we need each other to lean on throughout the difficult times of life because if we're not going through a difficult time now well we'll just hang on because one will come and we need each other as we go through these difficult times I'm so glad you found each other and I'm grateful for Stephen and Jessica and their volunteers to facilitate that um, by the way, you probably have noticed one of the reasons I, I love keeping Stephen around is um, he's cool. <laughs> we need somebody on staff that's cool and a little weird. And he's our poster child for that. And we're so grateful for the ways that he reaches you. And we're grateful that we get to partner Stephen with you in ministry. We're glad you're doing it oftentimes but we're glad that we get to partner with you in changing the lives of so many. So we do need each other. We need the church. We need especially, and you've said this, Jesus Christ in our lives. 
Please help these older people to understand that. The most important thing in life is our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Today's Pentecost, we remind ourselves that after Jesus ascended, we didn't get less of Jesus, we got more of Jesus because Jesus ascended and then gave us his Holy Spirit. And now Jesus lives within each one of us that are professed Christ followers. Jesus lives within each one of us. When Jesus was fulfilling his earthly ministry, he was confined geographically to that region around Judea and Samaria and Galilee. But now because of the Holy Spirit and Jesus living in us, Jesus through us, through you, Jesus is let loose on the world. And we go forth from this place, people in relationship with the body of Christ, people especially in relationship with God through Jesus Christ, people who yearn for more of the Spirit. You do have the Spirit. Does the Spirit have you? And we go forth into the world to live as Christ followers. And the world around is not always going to support us in that. But we find the courage to be different. We find the courage to march to the beat of our own drummer. And we allow that drummer to be the Holy Spirit. We find the grace to live as the people of Jesus Christ. And graduates, we we need you to help all of us. Remember what it means to live as a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. May I pray with you? Let's pray. God, we give you thanks for these young people that are seated before us this morning. We, we ask forgiveness, God, when we have not done right by them. We ask for forgiveness, God, when, when we have failed to live as faithful followers of Jesus Christ. We ask for forgiveness, God, when we've allowed the distractions of this world to draw us away from you and from living the life you've called us to live. God, we thank you for the witness of these young people. We pray that they will live all of their lives as a trophy of your grace. We pray that as they yield their lives to Jesus Christ, they will continue to impact the world around them. And we pray, oh God, that they will continue to impact us. God, if there's anyone here in this place this morning who has not given their life to Jesus Christ, may this be the moment when they invite you into their lives through the power and the presence of the living Christ. And Lord, for those of us who have committed our lives to Jesus Christ, may we be willing to receive more of the work of your Holy Spirit in our lives than we've ever received in the past. May we never be afraid of the more that you have planned for us. We pray, God, that you will take us and use us as the people of Jesus in this strange and peculiar age in which we live. In his name we pray. Amen.